Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I pray that you are having an amazing day wherever you find yourself at in this moment, whether you're at work or in your car, at home, at the gym, wherever you're at. I pray that you are just pressing in to the Lord today, that you are keeping your mind and your focus fixed on Him in this season of life where distractions are just everywhere around us. I pray that that you are pressing through that and past that and pressing into Him because He has so much purpose in this season of your life. Whether you see it, whether you feel it, it doesn't matter. His Word says that there is a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so no matter what season of life we're in, we can be confident that He has a purpose for it or we wouldn't be in it. And so I just pray that you are staying encouraged in the Lord, that you are staying in the Word, you're staying in His presence, that you are just staying encouraged in this season. I know that so much of what the enemy attacks us with, because we know John 10, 10 says that he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's always doing one of those three things or all of the above. He is so so targeted at us as believers to distract us, to discourage us, to divide us, all the D words. And so I pray that you are just staying close to the Lord, staying tucked away in the secret place, reminded that he is your refuge, your strong tower, your hiding place. And I just love Psalms 91 and the promises that are in in those verses about staying tucked away in the secret place of the most high God. And I remind myself and others of this often that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. So it doesn't matter what kind of scare tactics or whatever the enemy is doing to try to intimidate us or just put the pressure on like God is greater. God is greater. And that is something that the Lord really revealed to my heart a few years ago during worship where the scripture says that that he, Jesus is seated far above all principalities and powers. And he was just reminding me like, Janice, stop putting me nose to nose with the enemy because our God is matchless. He is no rival. The enemy is no rival to our King. And so just reminding me that he is far above all principalities and powers that there is, there, there's no competition. There's no, there's not, it's not even a factor. So just reminding ourselves that we have the resurrection. If you are a born again believer, you have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. And I was just reading in scripture today. I was kind of all over the place, which I typically am. I love reading a Proverbs every day, a little bit in Psalms, some New Testament. And I believe I was in either Matthew or Mark earlier a little bit and just, just reminding myself of God's truth because it's so important that we build our life on the firm foundation of his word. But I was reading in the scripture here. Let me see if I can flip my Bible around here. I just happen to have it sitting here. Actually, I was in Luke in 10, right about 18. I'm just going to read um, 
these few scriptures, and then I'll land the plane on the one that was really standing out to me today. It says, and he said, that's Jesus. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And so I love this. This this conversation is happening with the disciples right after Jesus sent them out, and they went out in authority and the authority that he he gave them and the same authority he gives us and they came back rejoicing because of what happened you know they saw people saved and healed and delivered and all these things great great things to rejoice over anytime we see a move of god and his spirit at work we should rejoice but i love that jesus says you rejoice even more that your name is in heaven your name is written in the lamb's book of life because salvation will always be the greatest miracle the greatest miracle to see someone encounter the love, presence, and power of Jesus Christ and be born again, surrender their lives to him will always be the greatest miracle. But the part here that really stood out to me when I was reading today is that he's given us power over, he's given us authority, excuse me, over all the power of the enemy. There is no power that the enemy possesses that we do not have authority over. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. We have power. We have authority over every power of the enemy. There is nothing that he comes against you with that God has not given you the means to overcome it, to come against it, to rise above it. The Bible talks about in Ephesians 6 how he has given us the full armor, the full armor of God. It's God's armor that we get to wear, that our feet are dressed with the readiness of the gospel of peace. We have the belt of truth around our waist. We have that breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. And the Bible says that the full armor of God allows us to be able to withstand all the wiles of the enemy, not some, not most, all. There is absolutely nothing that the enemy can come against you with that you do not have authority over. And and the enemy works in intimidation and fear And he will try to get you to think that he is greater and stronger than he really is. But when you are a born again believer, you have the authority of Jesus Christ. And honestly, I am tired of seeing Christians, including myself, cower to the enemy. The Bible says that he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is a counterfeit and a copycat. He cannot create anything. And I'm like, okay, so we serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. Could you have came up with a different animal? No, he tries to be a roaring lion, but the reality is he's just a a, a weak cat with a meow and he is has no authority over us. We have all authority over him. And so we have to learn our authority. We have to walk out in our authority and stop letting the enemy run rampant in our lives. Take authority over him. Take authority over sickness. Take authority over disease. I'm hearing so many teachings lately just about it's, it's almost justifying what the enemy does. Well, it just must be God's will, must be God's will. No, sometimes it's just our lack of standing up and taking authority over situations. And trust me, I, I have been in many battles in my life where, you know, looking back, I really didn't come out victorious because I didn't know my identity. I didn't know my authority. I didn't use my authority. And we have authority in our voice. We have the authority to speak life and blessings, to bind and loose, to command mountains to be moved. But so many times we just sit back and we just let what happens, happens, happen. Whatever happens, happens. 
It must be God's will, not necessarily. We need to rise up, be the soldier that Christ called us to be because we are in the army of God. There's a very real spiritual battle. And I say all the time, we didn't sign up for a playground. We signed up for a battle, a battlefield. But the scripture says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. The victory is ours. We don't fight for victory. We fight from it. But we have to know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have warfare weapons. Are we using them? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We saw when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days and he was tempted by the enemy and the enemy came at him with scripture. Go read about it. He came at him with what sounded good. It sounded good. The enemy masks himself as an angel of light. He's not running around with red horns on and a pitchfork and a, and a red cape. Like, no, he looks like everything you ever wanted, everything that you ever desired outside of God. And so he came to Jesus, tempted him three ways, and Jesus withstood with the word of God. He said, as it is written, it is written, it is written. And so we fight the enemy with the word of God when those invasive thoughts, I talk to so many people who battle, we all do, battle at times with um, just invasive thoughts. That's one area that, I mean, Joyce Meyer wrote a whole book about it called The Battlefield of the Mind, how important it is to take captive every thought. The Bible says that take captive every thought unto the obedience of Christ. So what does that look like? When a thought comes in, you are so rooted and grounded in the word of God that you're like, that is not what my God says. That is not the truth according to God's word. And so you arrest that thought. You take it captive and you speak the truth in its place and you command it to go. But so many times we hear words that are spoken over to or about us or thoughts from the enemy, our own thoughts or whatever that is, our carnal mind. <laughs> That's a whole battle in and of itself. The Bible says to be carnally minded is, is enmity with God. We cannot live in our flesh. We cannot live in our carnal mind. We have to let our spirit mind rise up. But when those thoughts come in, what do we do with them? So many times, and I've done it, we let those lies settle in our heart and take root. And then we don't realize as time goes by that our decisions and our life is lived from a vantage point that isn't even godly because we've allowed a lie root to take place in our heart. And that is why it's so important that we sit before God and we say, God, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me, show me if there's any wicked way in me, lead me in the way everlasting and allow the Lord to be what he is. And that's the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. God is, God the Father is the vine dresser. And the Bible says that he prunes us. In John 15, it talks about how he prunes us so that we can bear more fruit. And it's to our Father's glory that we bear much fruit. I want to be a Christian, a believer who bears godly fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I want my life to be a reflection of Him. I want when people look at me that they see Jesus. And if we are not allowing the Lord to prune us, if we are not renewing our mind with the Word of God, if we are not saying, God, <laughs> prune me. We know the Word of God says that His Word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the, the worker of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. But we are in a culture, in a world really, where we can't be corrected, where we get offended about everything. And when someone brings a word of correction to us, we get so offended about it. And obviously this isn't a, a banner word for everybody, but in general, we are like, it, it, we 
(laughs) we just can't be like that. We have to be able to speak the truth and love to one another and allow iron to sharpen iron, as the word says. And for me and you to be able to be brothers and sisters in Christ and love each other enough to point out blind spots. And we know the Bible says, you know, don't go around picking the speck out of your brother's eyes when you have a plank in your own eye. So, of course, it's important that first and foremost, we deal with ourselves. But if my brother or sister in Christ has a blind spot and the enemy is just targeting them, and sometimes like to make that practical, and my friends on here who are listening that that are close to me in my inner circle will know this, like I am pretty quick to correct if something comes out of someone's mouth that's not lined up with the truth of who I know God says they are or the truth of what God says over a situation. And that's not like I'm going around trying to like nitpick and correct people's speech, but I want people to to walk in the truth of what God says. And when I see uh, hear a lie coming out of someone's mouth, whether that's about themselves or their calling or their purpose, or it's a direct opposition to God's word, I love them enough that I'm going to say something because we are called to speak the truth in love. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. And I love what Jamie Lynn Wall now says. She has a podcast. It's called the Set Apart Women podcast. I encourage you to go listen to it. Follow her on social media. Love, love, love her. But she really ministers on this whole idea of, of being able to correct each other in love. And she just talks about when you have a word of correction for someone to never deliver it unless you have the Father's heart for them. And that's so important because you see people that are very quick to bash people over the head with the Bible, you know, proverbially speaking, like bash each other over the head with the Bible or correct each other, but there's no love backing it. Or you get the other end of it where it's like, well, I have to love them and I don't want to hurt their feelings or upset them. No, no. So I'm so thankful for such a good community of Christian women that God has blessed my life with because we can be that for each other, continually pushing each other toward the Lord and just speaking life over each other and encouraging each other. And we need that. We so need that. And honestly, this is just the appetizer of the podcast because this isn't even any of this wasn't even on my radar or thoughts. Of course, every time I record a podcast, I pray and I ask the Lord, Lord, you speak through me, whatever you want to speak over your people. So I always trust and believe that whatever comes out is just what he wants to speak. But what was really stirring on my heart before I started this podcast was three different phrases. It was nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. And just this idea of surrender. Surrender has been such a buzzword in this season. I'm hearing a lot of people talk about it. And just, again, going back to that whole idea that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast with distraction, it's just been like, God, I don't want to do anything more than what you're asking me to do, anything less or anything else. Like nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And it's so easy to be so busy in life doing a million different things that I probably would guess at the end of our life, we'll find out God never called us to do any of those things. Or we're so afraid to step out and do the things God has called us to that we're hindered and we're we're stalled or held back or whatever. Or we're doing a bunch of stuff that's just, it's just distracting. And so the Lord was just really pressing on my heart to encourage people to press in to him in this season, especially press in him. God, what do you have for me in this season? God, what do you want me to be doing as a family? What does our ministry look like? You know, what, what are you calling me to do to, to yield our schedules to the Lord? to literally lay our schedules before him and say, God, what do you want me to do with my time? Because this life is but a vapor. 
And we're all going to stand before him one day and give an account for what we did with what we were given. And so that's not to like scare anybody or, you know, push people with, you know, whatever to, you know, do what God's called you to do or else because you're going to have to stand before him. No, it's like, I want to be able to stand before him one day and say, God, I loved you enough that I was willing to say no to the things that you weren't even calling me to. And I was willing to give my yes to everything you've called me to and to run hard after the cause of Christ, to run hard in this, in this faith race, as the Bible calls it, the faith race that he has set before us. I want to do it all. Everything you've called me to do, and I don't want to be distracted with things that don't really matter. They don't really matter. And so I just think that's so important that we keep our hearts surrendered to him, that we don't try to fit him into the little crevices of time that we have left in our days, but that we start our days, go about our days and end our days with him. And that he's a part of it all. And that if he says, nope, I don't want you to do that, then we, then we list, we obey. One of my favorite scriptures is I will hasten and not delay to obey the voice of the Lord. And so that is my encouragement to you to surrender your calendar to him in this season. I think a lot of us had a major recalibration in 2020 when everything happened that happened then, which is so crazy that it's almost been three years now, but we really did see and realize like, wow, I was doing a lot of stuff that really was a waste of time and things. And I saw so many people realize that then I'm seeing so much of of the world just falling back into the rat race of busyness. And I don't have it perfected either. This is a word for me just as much as it is you. Trust me. It is so easy to to stay busy doing things that, that God hasn't called us to, even ministry things and, and good things. So it's just important that we are praying and we're seeking him continually and saying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven, and to wait on the Lord, to seek his face, to ask. The Bible says when we ask, we receive. So ask him, God, what do you have for me in this season? Because I know there are people listening to this episode that maybe you're just kind of floundering right now, and you're just like, I don't even know what I'm called to right now or in this season. Spend time with him. Set some side of time. Set set some time aside. Shut the TV off. Put your phone up, and just sit with him and say, "God, I want you to speak to me." Get a journal out. Be ready and expect it for him to speak and write down what he sp- says to you. Because when we call out to him, he answers us. He promises that. So, I'm gonna go ahead and pray again. Would love to just encourage you. Seek his face. Press into him. Spend time in prayer. Be about your father's business. Don't do anything more, less, or other than what he's called you to, you can feel free to reach out to me on social media. My website is journeywithjanice.com. My social media is at the journey with Janice. Would love to pray with you, encourage you. If that is something that you need, just know that I'm there. That's why I have social media so that I can be a blessing to all of you. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for everything that you are doing in the lives of every single listener. God, I believe that your plans are only ever good. I thank you that you've given us authority over all of the works of the of the devil, just like we read in Luke today. God, I thank you that you have given us authority and power, that your spirit lives within us. And I pray over every person listening who is weary in this season. God, I pray that you would refresh them. God, that your spirit would just drop on them today, God, and just refresh them because your word says that times of refreshing come in your presence, God. And so I believe that and I declare that over your people, God, that they would just press into you like never before in this season, that they would stay undistracted, God, that they would just be about their father's business. 
be about their father's business, doing everything that you've created and called them for. In the name of Jesus, amen. 